This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom in Mind, a podcast about maternal mental health from conception, pregnancy, to birth and postpartum. Real stories from moms and family members who've made it from struggling to wellness, and interviews with experts and advocates who work for moms and families to get the help they need. We discuss very real struggles that can sometimes be hard to hear, but these are stories that need to be told so that moms and families can know that healing is possible. This podcast is meant to offer information and awareness and is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Thank you for being with us today. Hey there, welcome back to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. I'm so glad you're back with us on another episode of the Mom and Mind podcast. It really fills my heart to hear all of the positive feedback about the information and support and connection that you all are experiencing through the podcast. And I'm excited yet again today to offer another great episode. So today we have two awesome guests. We are talking with Dr. Jessica Zucker, a psychologist specializing in women's reproductive and maternal mental health. She developed the I Had a Miscarriage campaign, which has highlighted and supported people to talk about their miscarriage experience and pregnancy loss and to know that they're not alone. And we're talking with Mark Krasner, the CEO of Expectful, an evidence-based guided meditation app for women who are trying to conceive, are pregnant, or are new moms. And Mark and Jessica have come together to create a pregnancy loss support guide on the Expectful platform that provides information, guided meditation, and community support as well. They heard the call for a need to support people experiencing loss, so Expectful created meditations and content specifically to help them heal and move through loss. And since October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, we are really happy to honor and hold space for pregnancy loss through this episode. A little bit more about our guests. Dr. Jessica Zucker is a Los Angeles-based licensed clinical psychologist specializing in women's reproductive and maternal mental health. She primarily works with women struggling with fertility, pregnancy ambivalence, pregnancy loss, transitions in motherhood, prenatal and postpartum adjustments, perinatal and postpartum mood and anxiety disorders, pregnancy and postpartum body image concerns, and in the midst of relationship challenges after the loss or birth of a child. Mark Krasner is the founder of the Fertility, Pregnancy, and Motherhood Meditation Mark Krasner is the founder of the Fertility, Pregnancy, and Motherhood Guided Meditation app, Expectful. He's an unlikely person to head this up as a 33-year-old unmarried man with no children. 
However, Mark's mother struggled with anxiety and depression throughout her pregnancy and early parenting years. As an adult, Mark experienced the power of meditation, its positive effects on health, relationships, and even on his professional career. And then it occurred to him that his childhood may have been very different for him and his mother if she had access to a meditation practice. After that realization, it led him to years of research and eventually Expectful was born. So let's meet Mark and Jessica. Welcome, Jessica and Mark. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm really excited to share the work that you guys are doing together with the audience. So, Mark, you can begin by telling us about Expectful. Sure. Expectful is an app that makes it easy for women that are trying to conceive, pregnant and new moms, to meditate. And it's based on all the science and research that's out there that shows how beneficial meditation is for the entire reproductive journey. So, for example, in fertility, when women are trying to conceive, research shows that meditation can help enhance the chances of conception and do things like balance hormones and also enhance relationships. For pregnancy, meditation has been shown to do things like decrease the chances of preterm birth and increase tolerance for discomfort and pain. And in postpartum, it's been shown to decrease the chances of postpartum depression. And we're actually conducting studies right now to see if we can uh, increase the amount of milk production for women that are breastfeeding their children. And what the app is, is a series of specific guided meditations for the whole journey. So we have very specific fertility, trimester-specific and motherhood-specific guided meditations, all based around the common challenges and desires that women have through each stage of the journey. And every meditation is available in a in 10 and 20-minute format. Oh, that's really awesome. And how did you get hooked up with the Dr. Zucker? So on the platform, it's a subscription platform. And so whenever anybody unsubscribes from the platform, we ask them why. We have an automated email that goes out from our community guide, Anna. And uh, we just, you know, sorry to see you go. And we'd love to know why you're leaving. So if you could share, you know, it's a good opportunity for us to make our product better for other people. And we were just shocked by the amount of people that were writing in to tell us that the reason that they were leaving the platform wasn't because they were dissatisfied with it, but it was because they had a miscarriage or had some type of pregnancy loss and mm. were going to wait to get back on the platform after that loss occurred. And so after they conceived again, apologies. And so what happened is, is because we got so many of these messages from our community, we went and we developed meditations for women that experience health and for couples as well. Because on the platform, we have couples meditations in every library already. And we decided to create that for miscarriage, both for women and for couples, and we teamed up with a bereavement counselor and worked with a team that we have an in-house team of people to create the meditation. So it's uh, hypnotherapists and meditation experts and a woman with a beautiful voice, Beat, who's also a meditation teacher and a sound engineer. And we put that team together with this bereavement counselor to develop very specific meditations to help women and couples through a very challenging time. This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, the Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild, comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that 
fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. And it just became this great resource that women in the community expressed a lot of gratitude for. And the more and more we put these out there and sent them to people when we heard about their miscarriages, the more we got invested and wanted to do more to help. And when we learned about Jessica's work, we decided to reach out to her to see if beyond just the meditations, we could send really valuable information to women and couples about miscarriage and loss and how to handle it and how to process it and move through it. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, it sounds like an absolutely amazing resource. And to add Jessica onto that, it just boosts it so much. So Jessica, I'd love for you to share with the audience about the work that you do and specifically around loss and that I had a miscarriage campaign. Sure. So I am a psychologist. I'm based here in Los Angeles and I specialize my practice in women's reproductive and maternal mental health. And I've specialized in this field for over a decade at this point. And in 2012, I ended up having a 16-week miscarriage myself. Mm -hmm. So I had specialized in working with women wanting to get pregnant, you know, through their miscarriages, through Mm -hmm. stillbirth, infant loss, postpartum depression, the whole spectrum. And at the time... I was just really sort of interested in it from, I guess, more of a theoretical intellectual perspective. Mm -hmm. I have a background in public health and had worked in international women's health, but never before had any of these issues actually touched me. So it was all theoretical until it was corporeal when I experienced my own loss. And so subsequent to that, I began writing more from a, I guess, a more like political perspective about the fact that miscarriage, pregnancy loss, stillbirth, infant loss is so under talked about in our culture. And the problems that this ends up creating and the research has found that a majority of women, unfortunately, feel a sense of shame, self-blame, and even guilt following loss. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of years after my loss, I 
created and launched the I Had a Miscarriage hashtag campaign with my first New York Times piece. And subsequently, every year around October 15th, which is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day, I launch a new chapter. So I take on sort of a different aspect of loss that Mm -hmm. I feel is sort of needed and under-talked about. So Mm -hmm. in 2015, I created a line of pregnancy and infant loss cards. And in 2016, I created T-shirts and pins. The aim of that was really to sort of spark intergenerational conversations about Mm -hmm. pregnancy loss. And then this year, I'm talking about the fact that perhaps it's time that we as a culture, but even more specifically, maybe healthcare professionals rethink this idea of waiting to share pregnancy news until we're quote unquote out of the woods. For those of us who had second trimester or later losses know that that's, you know, just a construct anyway, Mm -hmm. but also it is kind of a setup for women to experience isolation in the aftermath of loss if they're being told you know don't share your good news because it could become bad news and then you'll have to share your bad news so that's what this chapter was all about the work that you do i think is so well known and you've done such an amazing job of helping people to talk about it and be more open about this and now for the two of you to be coming together in this really amazing and supportive way for mothers who've experienced a loss and couples who've experienced a loss to get the support kind of right basically in their hands to get the support that they might need there might not even be resources near them to get the kind of support and to be able to hear these like comforting meditations and helping them find the ground again seems really powerful. It really is. When Mark reached out to me, I was really sort of overwhelmed by how brilliant the idea is and how compassionate it is to have an app that's so specific to motherhood and pregnancy and Unfortunately, a lot of, you know, companies don't think about the dark side of those topics. And so to address loss seems key and it's profound. I think it's profoundly important. Right. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah, we felt that way too. I mean, our community guide, Anna, who too directly interfaces with so many community members has just been, you know, both of us actually have been really overwhelmed just how common it is. It's something that I didn't realize when I started the company and only found out as we move forward in the journey and began to build a community. And, you know, it was actually really surprising and shocking for me to learn how common it is. And mm-hmm. two, also what Jessica was alluding to is how much shame that often exists around it and the way people hide such a challenging time when they probably need help the most from their community and people. So it's something that we felt as a company and organization was something really important for us to do to support the women that were coming to us for emotional support during their fertility, pregnancy, or mother journey. Right. So in terms of, you know, talking about all the stress that can come with pregnancy loss, having this in their pocket, so to speak, to be able to help, assuming to soothe, to comfort, to give some sense of peace in a really tumultuous time, how powerful that can be. And what have you guys seen or heard of just in terms of, you know, research or data or information on why meditation could be helpful specifically during this time? I'll speak to that. I'll say that I would love to hear what you have to say afterwards. But, you know, speaking personally as a meditator, I started this company, one, because meditation has changed my life so dramatically from before I started meditating to now. And two, because my mom struggled with anxiety and depression uh, for most of her life. And I thought about how 
having access to a tool like this when she was pregnant with me could have potentially been a huge agent of change in her life like it was in mine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the science shows that meditation can help you be more compassionate with both other people and yourself. And so Jessica, again, could speak to this much more closely than I can because, you know, Jessica's actually experienced it and is an expert in this topic. But I think during a time like when somebody experiences a loss and they might have feelings like it could be their fault or maybe they've done something wrong, that I think having access to more compassion for yourself mm -hmm. is really important. And I also think mm -hmm. the aspect of giving somebody a tool that really helps increase the space between stimulus and response and a thought between a thought and an action or a feeling. So one of the gifts of meditation is we have you know, the most conservative estimate I've heard of thoughts, like the lowest I've ever heard anybody quote is 50,000 and up to 80,000 thoughts in a given day, different, different people talk about. Mm -hmm. But if you go under the assumption that we have at least 50,000 thoughts in a given day, well, oftentimes, most times, if we haven't trained our mind, we're not even aware of the thoughts mm -hmm. we're having, yet they can control our life. They change mm -hmm. the way we see the world, they change the way we feel, they change our actions. Mm -hmm. And so meditation is an amazing gift because, you know, it can actually help you become aware of your thoughts. And a lot of times when you become aware of them, they don't have the same power over you. Right. And so it seems like such an amazing tool to have to give people the ability to just have insight into their thoughts. Because a lot of times, you know, our thoughts could just run, they could run the show. Mm -hmm. And I think when people have the opportunity to really look at their thoughts, sometimes they hold, have less power over them. Um, right. so I think those are two of the major reasons meditation can help. Right. And specifically with pregnancy loss, Jessica, what have you seen and heard from women that you've helped over the years about what happens to those thoughts and how meditation could be helpful? Well, I mean, what you just said about, you know, having a thought and then having the space to actually think about it before reacting resonates with me so much in terms of my own experience, because mm -hmm. I was so deluged by complex emotions. I mean, my particular miscarriage was quite traumatic the way it unfolded. And so I think, you know, my mind didn't have access to it the way that I normally would. So I was in sort of a trauma-like state. Mm -hmm. And had I been practicing meditation at the time, I think I may have had an easier time knowing what I was feeling, what was going on, and really feeling my feet on the ground. Because in the aftermath, I was pretty, you know, spun out for a while. And I didn't realize how caught in my thought processes I was until I wasn't. So it was retrospect, you know, so time is really the only thing that helped me see how painful and awful things were for a while. Right. So bringing meditation into the fold might have helped you to like you were saying, have your feet on the ground or have some sense of yourself or maybe even sense of what you needed during that time. Yeah. You know, with my patients, I don't do meditation specifically, but there are aspects of mindfulness that I bring into the sessions. And, sure. you know, pregnancy after pregnancy loss can be such a terrifying and tumultuous time. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about that. It's like, well, right now you're here. Right now you're pregnant, right now you're breathing, right now the baby's heart is beating, you know, and it's like to really tune into the right now can be so intensely powerful in positive ways and also, you know, potentially scary ways, but mm -hmm. just helping people notice what is actually going on in their bodies and in their minds, you know, can create the space that they need in order to get through this long pregnancy. 
So I'm also thinking just in terms of, you know, the mindfulness perspective, being able to be in the moment and kind of put all those what ifs to the side for a moment, even if just for a moment and how much relief that can give you, but how hard it can be to focus and concentrate. And, you know, I'm thinking of people who are trying to meditate on their own, but can't because of all of those overwhelming thoughts and how much easier it can be to find the ground with a guided meditation where you can follow and you don't have to do more work because you're already exhausted. Exactly. And I actually think because Mark is, you know, making this part of the community, you're a part of something. Right. So, you know, unfortunately, again, the research shows, you know, how many women are feeling so isolated and alone and even alienated in the aftermath of loss. And so to come together, knowing that, enough women in the world are doing this too. It makes you feel part of a community that you may never get to meet, but you know are there for you in some way. Absolutely. And if I could also piggyback on that, Dr. Kat, the other thing is, is the, the meditations are specifically developed by a team of hypnotherapists. They come together and they use a certain type of language that actually makes it so much easier for people to meditate when they're listening to it. Mm-hmm. And the main distinction is, is that when people listen to a meditation, they're probably going to feel a lot more relaxed and find it really easy to drop in and just be in their body and listen to the audio. But there's a lot behind it. There's a lot the team does and a lot of things we do to make sure that the meditations are very relaxing. But the main distinction is, is that in the meditations, we don't actually have any commands, generally speaking. And what we found is, is that okay or mediocre guided meditations, will give commands. So they would say, take a deep breath in. Whereas somebody who's really skilled at guiding meditation would actually say breathing in deeply. And the difference is a command and a suggestion. And we found that suggestions versus commands make it so much easier for somebody to just relax with the meditation because we're not asking them to do anything. We're just suggesting things throughout the entire guided meditation. And absolute guided meditation, we think especially the ones we develop are much easier to listen to for somebody versus if they were trying to do it on their own. Yeah, absolutely. So it also sounds like there's a community aspect to this program. Can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, absolutely. So we at Expectful, we have a Facebook community that we invite everybody who joins into. And it's where people can go for tons of support. And it's a really unique community because we're combining women that are trying to conceive that are pregnant and new moms. And also if somebody joined the platform and they experience a loss, unless they opt out, they're still in the community. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm personally not in the community. I want to respect the privacy of everyone in there. But I've heard about conversations that have been had where people ask questions about miscarriage or talk about getting pregnant after a miscarriage and talking about their feelings about it. And it talks to me about the way the community shows up for people. And it's incredible. And what we also did is we have a podcast as well. And whenever we speak to an expert, a lot of times we'll offer for them to join our community as well. So we have a few experts sprinkled into the community online and they'll be chiming in as well to give advice and help people. So it's just this really amazing, supportive group of people. And I'm really proud to, again, from what I hear is I don't, I don't actually read the posts. It's just, the type of place where nobody's making anybody wrong or, you know, there's no contention. It's just people, women that are showing up to really, really, really support each other in a really collaborative way because it's from all different aspects of the entire reproductive journey. Right. And Jessica, you have also had a platform where people can share their stories. And what have you seen to be the benefit of being able to have this kind of social connection in addition to the meditation that we're describing? I have read I don't know, maybe over a hundred times in the comments on my Instagram page, people saying something like, 
I could have written this myself. This is exactly mm. my story or my story couldn't have been more different than yours, but the feelings are exactly the same or, you know, some version. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really about knowing that you're not alone and understanding that there are common feelings in grief and the fears that may follow, you know, in another pregnancy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. And so it's really about building community and connection through compassion and understanding and openness. I mean, it takes a lot of courage given the fact that we live in a culture where we don't talk about things like this to share your stories. So originally why I started the campaign was really to say, you know what, there's no shame and loss. And by owning our stories, we actually open ourselves up to being, you know, more connected and have a sense of, something, you know, have a sense of freedom without having to keep these things to ourselves. Right. So, I mean, it sounds like, you know, the community part for both, I had a miscarriage campaign and for Expectful is an essential part, I would say, of the healing process, just like you were saying, to know that you're not alone, but also specifically for a meditation app where it's something that, you know, you can do on your own time, however you need to, you know, and get the support that you need and want through the meditation, but also still have that little bit of disconnect from other people and their lived experience. So to incorporate that in and have those powerful feelings like Jessica was describing seems imperative. I think so. Yeah. I think it's just incredibly important, you know, and I think that just in general, I think just providing tools to help through that process is just such an important thing that again, as Jessica pointed out, it just seems to be such a neglected thing right now. And so anything we could do, whether it's meditation or community or more information or just normalizing the process and making people feel like understood and connected is, is just so important to 
supporting women during and their families and couples during an incredibly challenging time in their lives. Right. So on your website, there's a pregnancy loss support guide where Jessica has contributed as well. Can you tell me a little bit about how that's set up and how that's supportive to the people who are checking it out? Yeah, absolutely. So when you visit the page, you'll find the meditations that we developed with the bereavement counselor, both for women and for couples. And then we have an interview that we conducted with Jessica on things that women and couples need to understand or that would really help them move through a loss during that time. And right now we're in the process. We've gathered a lot of resources for women, like just a lot of other online resources that women could use to get more information about what's going on or, and get support. And we're in the process of creating a resource part of the page as well, where people can go to look at further resources beyond the ones that we provide. But we think the combination of just providing the meditations and Jessica is like the, the expert on the topic. We think the combination of those two things go a really long way to help somebody feel like there's something there for them and mm-hmm. get grounded in a really tough time. Right. Jessica, how important do you think it is for people to have the information, you know, kind of the, I guess, fundamentals of what loss is and the kind of things that you provide on that page about what is actually going on emotionally and during this transition? Well, I think it's hugely important because without it, again, you end up you know, potentially thinking that you're the only one in the situation, Mm. that, you know, something is wrong with you. Too many people sort of lovingly so, but, you know, spout platitudes that can be incredibly unhelpful and even hurtful. And so it's just important to know the basics, you know, Mm -hmm. approximately 20% of pregnancies end in miscarriage, approximately one in 160 in stillbirth. And, you know, knowing those things, is helpful. It can also be a little bit scary to know that it's that common, but if you know something's common, then you're not so alarmed when you become a statistic. It doesn't mean that you don't have huge emotional reactions potentially, but you at least know that you are not so unusual. Like you might think if you're just all in your head about it and Mm -hmm. you're not feeling a part of something else. Right. And to be able to also have the guided meditations there to access. I mean, it's, you know, in terms of pregnancy loss, it can be so disorienting and it can feel like either, you know, you don't know what to do with yourself half the time. So to have a guided meditation to go to, to do something, it seems like a great resource to have the information that you're providing, Jessica, and the resource that you're providing, Mark, all in the same place. It's brilliant. It's necessary. Well, and what I love about the idea of meditating during grief, you're just being invited to feel your feelings. And I think part of the problem, as I was saying before, about culture having such difficulty talking about out-of-order loss is that people then feel guilty or badly about themselves as they navigate through grief. And we know that there's no timeline for grief, that it's circuitous. And so to be able to feel invited through these meditations to really just sit with it and not try to change it and just observe it and be there, I think is very powerful. And unlike so many things that we're inundated by in our culture, Right. And there's very few places where somebody will invite you or allow you to feel your feelings, frankly. Everyone wants you to button up and feel better and get over it. And that doesn't happen. Their feelings are there. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So for the people who are listening, who are interested in getting this kind of support, what can you tell them? Or is there any supportive thoughts or advice that you can give them? It's just important to remember that you are not alone, that you may feel alone, but you are not alone. And the support of the community here at Expectful and the fact that there are meditations that guide you through your grief and hold your experience is something to lean on. That's beautiful. Thank you. Mark, is there anything you'd like to add? I'll just say that I'm conscious of if you're listening to this and you're somebody who's, who's pregnant or a new mom or you happen to experience the loss of your pregnancy, you're listening to a man speak and also a man who happens to have no children. And I'll just say that what we've done at Expectful is we've brought together an incredible community and incredible women. And what's being created here is really based on what's being expressed through team members who have experienced the app before they join the team and our community. And we've done everything that we possibly can to create a very safe, comfortable understanding space for you. And what I've come to understand is an incredibly challenging time. And if you do experience a loss, I hope you'll allow us to help you on your journey. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. And thank you so much, Mark, for creating this beautiful space for people to get the help they need and for sharing this information with the listeners today. Thanks, Dr. Kat. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much again to Mark and Jessica. I really hope you can hear how passionate they both are for supporting people who are experiencing perinatal loss. What's great is that the Supporting Perinatal Loss Guide, um, those meditations and information are posted on the website for easy access for all to use who need it. And some really other great things about the Expectful platform is that they provide specific guided meditations for supporting conceiving, pregnancy, and early motherhood as well. So they've covered the full spectrum of need for people who are transitioning into parents and parenthood and want to use meditation as a support in that process. One of my favorite extras of Expectful is that for every subscription purchased, one subscription is given away to a mother in need. How cool is that? So this resource is really accessible to all moms. You guys can connect with Expectful online on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And Dr. Zucker is also on Instagram and Twitter. All of the links to connect with them will be posted in the show notes. To all of our new listeners and all of our ongoing listeners, I'm so glad you're here. This amazing community continues to grow and be more informed about perinatal mental health. It's just so awesome. Please find all of the Mom in Mind episodes on mominmind.com, where you can also find links to your favorite listening platforms. Until next time. Thank you for joining us today. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, help is available. Please look for resources for help at momandmind.com. Also, please subscribe and share this podcast. Together, we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Thank you for being a part of the Mom and Mind community. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. 
I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 